Welcome to Training for Godliness, the podcast program of Spiritual Fitness Ministries of Greenwood, South Carolina. I'm Chaplain Grace Stallworth, your host for today's program. Thank you for joining me. Today's topic is Faith and Fitness. This is part one of two. Today I'm talking with Brian King, an avid fitness enthusiast and Christ follower. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and, and uh, you know, maybe how, uh, how this uh, faith and fitness has become important to you. Wow, that's, um, that's a long and dreary tale at times. Um, I'll give you the super cliff notes version. Is, uh, okay. I didn't grow up in a home of faith. I grew up maybe just kind of the the um, emergency God kind of thing. If something's really bad going on, then you tell someone you'll pray for them, and that was about it. We we went to church only when we visited family. It wasn't anything serious at all. To this day, it's it's not for my parents uh, or either one of my brothers. Um, eventually, I ended up uh, on a road that uh, led me to uh, drug addiction, largely maybe a factor in that. Uh, spent Almost my entire childhood uh, being sexually abused by a, uh, a family member who's not an immediate family member, um, but a family member, a trusted family member for many years. And um, she just had a really, a really weird time uh, in and out of the military. Uh, once I got out of the military, my, my life really spiraled out of control, and, uh, and I found myself at a place uh, where, where a lot of the old folks say, when life knocks you on your knees, you're in the right position to pray. <laughs> that's kind of what, that's, that's exactly where I found myself, literally with five sets of clothes to my name uh, that would let me go to work each day, and um, and that was it. And uh, I went uh, to a place called the Faith Home and uh, met. I went there really honestly. I had taken a shot at being clean once before. I went there honestly with with the intention of showing the Jesus freaks how to stay clean without Jesus. What I found instead was a very deep and very real relationship with a very real Savior and could could not ever be thankful enough to uh, for his grace uh, that 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 got me out of some really dark places that i I truly wish no one ever has to go to, even my absolute worst enemies I would not wish it on them. But it just shows me, uh, and I'm kind of a hard-headed person, so it just shows me the depth of, of, his, of his love and his grace and, and his endless pursuit of the human heart. And, and that is something that I, I don't think, for me, I could have understood fully as I do now had, had my life taken a little bit of a different path. If there were a couple of things mm-hmm. that just went a little different, went in my favor, maybe, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I don't, I don't end up in some of the places I was emotionally and, and mentally, uh, but I don't think I would ever be in the place that I am today in, in my relationship if it weren't for those dark times. So I'm very thankful for all of that and for for his ability to use those things to help make me an instrument where well, the people who knew me before, you know, if, if he can do it for me, he can do it for really anyone. I was as bad as you could be. And so that, that's, wow. that's the awesome part of the story that, that doesn't even, doesn't even get to the fitness. The fitness is a, is a whole separate uh, factor that, that did not even derive out of any, 
a lot of people refer to the body being the temple and, and things of that nature. And, and I was a smoker, Gray, for a long time, until very recently, um, maybe five years ago, I think it is, I quit smoking. It was one of those uh, habits from the old life that I just never could kick. And it was frustrating mm-hmm. at times. But uh, that is how I found fitness was through through smoking a cigarette and going outside to play basketball with my boys. And I did it while I was smoking a cigarette. By the end of a cigarette, about three minutes, I was exhausted, was ready to go back inside. I declared it was halftime. And <laughs> the, the look of disappointment on their faces is, is a look I will – I will never to this day forget that, that that I could not engage with them because of the some of the attitudes and the patterns I had developed in my life, and uh, and that's how I ended up in fitness and, and doing a lot of uh, training. Uh, that I had some old friends from the military who, uh, who turned me on to some uh, special forces type training, SEAL type training from my old Navy days. That, some of those guys used to do, start doing, you know, started doing some of those workouts and got connected to, to some other guys and uh, around the country who were kind of doing the same thing and um, and that that really turned into a, a way for me to say to say uh, in a physical way, number one, that I'm going to be prepared to do whatever God has me do. There's never going to be hmm. an instance where God or my family or my friends will need me for something, and I cannot say that I'm have not prepared to be in that situation, whatever it may be, whatever emergency it may be. And I think of hmm. carrying family out of a home or having to run up and down stairs to, to save people, to do things like that in an emergency situation. I don't want to be in a place where I can't, I can't help serve the people who need it in that moment. And number two, the biggest thing and the reason I do a lot of the things I do is because they make me really uncomfortable. And I've learned over time that I can practice – uh, keeping myself under control, under an emotional control uh, through life because uh, I, I can practice that when I'm working out. And I do mm-hmm. things to a place where it's not my body that has to function. It's, it's my mind that has to tell my body to just do it anyway. And it hurts and it's uncomfortable now, but it, I can go through it. And, and as I do wow. go through it, what you learn is that if I did that, if I can do an hour of nothing but burpees with a 30-pound backpack on my back, that that was really hard, and I really wanted to quit a million times, but I didn't, and I, and I persevered through that. Then later on that day, when I sit down in the doctor's office and he says cancer, or when he tells me my wife has lupus, um, mm-hmm. you know those things. Um, it's okay. I don't I don't have to react in those moments. Um, in an, from an emotional standpoint, um, I can deal with reality uh, in that moment and be prepared in that moment from a mental standpoint to you know to not crumble. Um, under under the, the weight of some of the stuff that we get hit with in life, and that's to mm-hmm. me has been the biggest bonus of fitness that that it, it is not it is not an accessory to faith, it, though it isn't it isn't faith itself. It cannot become the faith uh, like it has in a lot of uh, movements. Uh, but mm-hmm. what it is is the launch pad for my faith, and okay. where I love that that I that I can dig into. God has given us places in our in our souls that we can go into that most people have no idea are even there until they really, really need it. And sometimes they don't figure that out. And I think of some of the stories coming out of, uh, of Florida uh, you know, after the, the shooting there. Mm-hmm. And some of the officers mm-hmm. did not engage in the fight at all, uh, rather waited for backup. It's kind of things like that that 
you don't know until you get in a moment like that how you're going to act unless you put yourself in some stressful situations like that. And same thing with faith. You don't know how you're going to act in a stressful moment if you call yourself a person of faith until you've been in them. And so I want to practice as closely as hmm. I can being in some really uncomfortable places. The best way I, I found to do that is through a nasty workout and, and training up for some big endurance events where it's it's completely a mental game and it forces me to operate under stress. It gives me practice at doing that, and that can carry that into the rest of my day, which is oh yeah yeah out. Well, and and I guess uh, that that's a good lead in over to the to the whole F three thing. I mean, I you know a lot of people may may be able to uh, could almost guess you know okay uh, these guys are working out. Um, it's all men, and 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 there's and, and there seems to be a faith there. So this this must be fitness, fellowship, and faith. Uh, but uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about F3 and and uh, you know how that is uh, has come about here. I know you were part of the the launch here in our community. Yeah, that's a it's a really it's a really cool story. One of the things I, I really like about F3 is is we are open to all men. Period. That that and, and there's there's really I don't like the, the I don't want the women to get offended they have fear but I, the honest to God's truth is I don't have any idea how in the world to be a good woman so I can't mm-hmm. help with that um, mm-hmm. and I really don't know how to be a very good man which is why I go and find some other dudes who are really good men who I want to be like and get around them so they mm-hmm. can teach me how to be a better man and that's that's kind of the the, the, the premise um, and and. And I, my own story is such that just as it was – as F3 was launching, I happened to show up from the hospital. Uh, my nephew, uh, who we've, we've had since he was about 14, um, he came, came, to, uh, came to live with us. He, uh, he got in a golf cart accident. Was, was, his ankle was crushed. and He uh, mm-hmm. was in the hospital, and I snuck over to the fountain, and I was a, a, a part of a, a gym, a local gym at the time. I was very active at the local gym. And um, that that happened. I went that day uh, to run with those with these these guys who were starting this F three thing. Uh, Josh Fennell and, and, uh, was there early on, and Brian McCall uh, and, and uh, Michael George and this, uh, Robert Cohn and some guys, some people you know from in the community that you, you see mm-hmm, were mm-hmm. you know pillars of the faith community were out there, and they were. Uh, and, and I'll never – I had not met some of those guys. There was five or six guys there. I went to the fountain to run. I don't I don't like to run, but it's where people were meeting, and I needed to be around people. Uh, just to, in my in my mind, I needed to get around some good folks. I uh, thought that was a great way to, to go engage some folks. And um, those guys, and I told them what was going on at the end. and say, I can you know, pray for you. I told them what was going on with, with Gavin. And those guys – I gave them my email address and my phone number and thought they were going to send me some, some marketing stuff. And, and they did. They did. <laughs> uh, but what what, ha- what happened throughout the course of the day is people were pinging me via email and via text message and all of a sudden on Facebook and then on Twitter uh, where F3 kind of lives in the social media world. And people I didn't even know. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people not even from the state at all. Uh, hey, mm-hmm. man, print you guys. Uh, stay strong. Let us know what we can do. Later on, there was some, you know, that year was awful, Gray, uh, from a life Mm -hmm. standpoint. So Mm -hmm. much happened that year. It's one thing after another, after another, after another. Uh, Major things. And uh, those those guys, some of those guys uh, were amazing. 
to have them and, and actually have authentic friendships. One of the things the things that men have been plagued with, and you see stuff about it now. The Boston, I think the Boston Globe had a big article about loneliness uh, in, in men and especially middle aged men. Mm-hmm. And every really solves that problem through the, the modality of fitness. Uh, fitness is such a small part, and I know a lot of people around town say, "Oh, yeah, crazy." Yes, that's true, but. <laughs> we didn't. You have people of all fitness levels out there, really and truly, from uh, you know your former All Americans uh, like Mike Adams, from, who owns Action Sports, uh, who outruns all the young guys all the time in workouts. <laughs> and Josh Garvin uh, from Manly Garvin, he's a uh, fantastic athlete. To people like me who are just grunts, I will never run faster than you. I'll never lift more weight than you. I'll never do more pull-ups than you. But I will die before I will stop if I'm competing against you. <laughs> I will make you quit first, or I will die. And mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, they, and they drag us along. They drag the people like me along, like the Clydesdales of the world, uh, get, get dragged along from these, these sugar rays who do that stuff. But um, that that isn't really the focus at all. That just kind of happens. And w- what happens? You get out there and you're mutually suffering next to a guy. And you you get the fellowship in and. There's nothing that really builds bonds any more quickly or any more cheaply than mutual suffering of some sort. And a workout is just that. You're suffering with your brothers out there, and you're out there for them because it's cold and rainy and you didn't want to be. But mm-hmm. they, you know, they're out there because they thought you were going to be there. You're out there because you, you thought they were going to be there, and nobody wanted to be alone. Um, and we know that, that we gotta we got to. we got to sharpen every day. Every day is a new mm-hmm. day, and, and you've got to sharpen every day. And so what happens when a man starts getting fit and friended is he naturally begins looking at his world in a different way, and there's an itch that he can't scratch, and mm-hmm. it bothers him tremendously. It's orphans, it's veterans, it's the elderly, it's uh, for me, uh, you know, other men, uh, not just any men, but what we call accelerating men, men who who want to improve their lives. That, that's really mm-hmm. my sweet spot, um, and it's different for everyone. And, and we have this weird approach to things, especially especially in the church where somebody thinks of an idea, then they think of somebody to do it, and what ends up happening is people are are serving in places they have no passion. And F3 has some different terms for that. They call it the dolphin, the daffodil, and the dolphin is the thing that you do, the skill and ability that you have. If you think of Michael Phelps when he swims, he's the best swimmer we've ever known, but he sweats and he works. Uh, but a dolphin, it's effortless. It's the most natural thing in the world for a dolphin to swim. And everybody has some one of those things, or sometimes more than one of those things, that they mm-hmm. just do effortlessly and naturally. And then the da- the daffodil part uh, is, is just a, a way of describing that target group of people that, that someone's passionate about, you know, the elderly or the veterans or the orphans or whatever it is, the mm-hmm. widow. Uh, everyone has these passions, people and this thing that they do really well. Where those two things intersect is where you want to be in life with, with everything. And, and you can't always do that vocationally. Uh, but your vocation be- becomes a a lot happier thing for you when you're operating in other areas of your life through that, what they call the, the D2X, that intersection of that dolphin and daffodil. So mm-hmm. There's, there's mm-hmm. people, you're serving the people you're meant to serve, and, and I truly believe, uh, you know, it talks about in First Corinthians, where we're given uh, comfort in, in, in Christ, and we're expected to share that comfort that we receive from Christ with others. And to me, that, that whole little passage is saying, look, you I've given you whatever – you've suffered through whatever life has given you. You're not alone. There's other people suffering through it, and you can help them with whatever it is. Um, and that that looks different for everyone. Everyone suffers in different ways and on different levels. And 
different perceived levels and, and to find those things is really, really special. And that's really what S3 does through this little crazy outdoor men's workout that does silly things like count each other all. We have a count and we give each other silly names. Um, but what it's doing in communities across the nation is amazing. And you can go to mm-hmm. a number of cities, you know, now almost anywhere in the U.S. and find F3. It wasn't always that way. And, and it's only, uh, seven years old, January 1st of this year. Mm-hmm. So, and now it's literally, there's, there's an F3 Ireland. There's F3 all the way up in Seattle, all the way down to, uh, Tampa, Florida. And then all the way out to you know, San Francisco and, and uh, starting up uh, this uh, in the coming months, next two or three months, uh, uh, the cities for expansion are Omaha, Colorado Springs, Phoenix. Uh, hmm. yeah, there's, there's, there's Pittsburgh. It's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. Yeah. It's, well, started right in Charlotte. But, and here uh, we've been going since 2015, May 9th of 2015 in, in Greenwood. And it's been an amazing thing, uh, not only for me, but to watch. I, as a matter of fact, I was running early Sunday morning a couple of Sundays ago. We went – Bunch of us will just get together informally at Starbucks is kind of the spot because you can run so many different distances and, and mm-hmm. routes. It makes it really convenient and sit down and have a cup of coffee afterwards and chat. Sure. And I was out there and, and a buddy of mine came in early because we both needed to be back home early uh, that day and, and looked at the Starbucks parking lot literally at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning and it was full. There was not an open spot along the front. Uh, they were all along the, the side over by the firehouse subs, and all these guys were out there running that morning, <laughs> and all of them were going to sit down and have coffee and encourage each other to begin their day as well. And that mm-hmm. is, that that kind of stuff you can't you can't buy. We're not encouraged to have friends typically as men from the last day of whatever school we're in, whether it be high school or when you get your undergrad or a graduate degree, whatever. Whenever you stop going to school, then you're time to quote unquote grow up. And go out there and be a man, and you're not encouraged to have friends. You're, you you should be at home with your family all the time. Your wife should be your best friend, and that's how you should roll. And, and what's happened is men have gotten lonely because your wife should be friend 1A, but you need a male friend. Iron sharpens iron. And you need someone Absolutely. when your marriage when your marriage is in, you know, you're, you're having problems there, you can't, if you, if you would go to your best friend, if that's your wife, you're not going to resolve the problem because it's going to be hard. You're not going to mm-hmm. receive from her, especially if you're angry at each other, what what you would from that best friend who trust with that stuff. And he says, you need to get get your stuff together. You're being a jerk. Go home and apologize and do something nice. And mm-hmm. he can challenge mm-hmm. you in that way. That If your wife said the same thing, you're being a jerk to me, apologize and do something nice for me, that's not the same. Um, right, right. right. So she should be 1A, but you need a good best friend. And, and you need yeah. friends, you need other friends, you need buddies, you know, you need a Peter, James, and John who are really, really close. And, and then you also need the 12, a little bit wider circle. Those are, those are buddies and men need that. And we don't have that as much. You know? So that's where you really solved that problem. What they found out was when they solved that problem is men are doing amazing things in their community. And I, you see that here for sure. And some of the things Absolutely. that the men in this community are doing, and they're doing it because they, they've, found the dynamite that, that is F3 mm-hmm. that explodes and, and all of a sudden your community becomes a better place. Mm, yeah. You know, I'm trying to uh, uh, find this, uh, you know, that something that's, that's discipline-wise that is common between faith and fitness. And I think you've touched on a couple of those, you know, just as we've been talking, you know, um, having those, having those close friends, 
uh, a close, tight circle. You know, I think that's important in our faith. Um, and, and also, you know, if we're going to keep each other accountable on the fitness side, you, you, you got to have somebody that, 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 uh, is, is watching you and somebody that's going to, you know, call you and say, Hey, where were you? You know, yes, and, uh, I, and I think that's, I think there's some real similarities there. Um, you know, with, with, with all that. I, I, and, and that's what I'm trying to, and I love how, how you, how you, you know, talked about, you know, sharpening every day. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not a, 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 a home run and run the bases and you're done. You got to come to bat again and again and again. That's right. You know? and, and I think that's a principle around both of these things is you can't go out and, and, and do a workout for a month and, and say, okay, I'm fit. You know, I don't have to go back. <laughs> right. You know, I love challenging myself. Um, so sometimes my training will, will try to take over my spiritual discipline, uh, which is uh, yeah. a tough battle for someone like me who loves to loves to sweat and get after it, um, to, to say, wait a minute, I need to pull back because it's way more important than getting in you know, a few extra miles under, under weight this morning. It's way more important to, to get about 18 inches lower and, and get on my knees and, and submit myself mm-hmm. to my creator. Mm-hmm. Before, and, mm-hmm. and those miles will come under weight at some point. I can make those up. I've got got to get connected and, and that's that's really hard sometimes it just is and a lot of people don't talk about it everybody wants to sound like they've got it all figured out spiritually especially but man it's i don't know anyone who doesn't doesn't face that ebb and flow of, of the grind of spiritual discipline it's exactly the same it's, it's so much more critical right right well you know i've stared at this triangle for years and years and years and and each side of the equilateral triangle is labeled spirit mind and body and, and by being equilateral, that would suggest that those need to be, you know, equally developed. And, and I think our society, you know, doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't much, uh, uh, look at it that way, you know. Um, and I think, um, I think, uh, the guys that are, that are, that are participating in F3, um, are, are really, uh, really holding up that side of that triangle. Uh, on their spirit side, uh, right along with their body, and and I I think um, just in hearing you all talk and seeing what you're what you're doing on social media and and uh, seeing you around, I think you're challenging each other uh, in a lot of different ways that would include you know the mind and um, you know you, uh, you you really do challenge each other in in uh, all three of those aspects. So um, I think it's been a Great instrument for for God to to uh, help men uh, sharpen iron with with each other and um, continue their their faith walk. So it's been it's um, been tremendous, and I think if you you pulled any any random guy out of there, they'll give you the same story. I, I something mm-hmm. bad happened in my life, or something's going on in my life. I needed people around me, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. this guy that I did push-ups next to yesterday for the first time ever. Um, has got his arm around me and brought me dinner. Or, and yeah. So many little things, you know. Uh, recently, uh, one of our guys' mother passed away very suddenly, and, and he actually found her. And there's, I want to say, 20 guys sitting in the back of the uh, funeral home for the service. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. You know, that, that's that's the kind of things we do. And I'll give you another, I'll tell you another really quick, great example is we had a guy here 
who was battling cancer. Unfortunately, he lost that battle. Um, but he was he traveled to Houston uh, for mm-hmm. for some medical stuff, and we were able to connect him with guys in Houston. I, I have I personally was the guy in charge of launching F3 in Houston. Uh, ironically enough, and coincidence if you believe hmm. in such things. Um, so <laughs> God's in control. <laughs> right, so yeah, I knew a bunch of people there, and they were there. They knew anybody, and and, uh, and so I, I was able to get in touch with some of those guys. And, hey, let's if y'all don't mind, find me two or three guys who can who can help you know get them some company while they're there. And they, uh, of course, did without hesitation. Never met them, didn't know who they were, had only met me in the flesh one time. Some of them, some mm. of them never, I had never actually met, and uh, mm. and. and there they were, and it's the same way anywhere you go. If you are a part of F three, and and you know it, it's it's guys will do anything for it. They know it means something uh, to do that. Because I think it's uh, you know I I can almost it's almost like my son just got his eagle you know a few years back, and and of course that's one of those things that the Boy Scouts will will always uh, say in that ceremony is that you know you meet another Eagle Scout somewhere out there, uh, someplace you've never been, uh, you have a bond. You, you have a, you have a relationship. You, you know what, you know what he's been through. And, and I think, uh, F3, you know, is really doing a lot of that same kind of thing. Um, you know, you, you, there's a, there's a bond and a kinship there, uh, when you come across Absolutely. others that, that are doing that. Thank you, Brian King. We've been talking with Brian and this episode is Faith and Fitness part one of two, and Brian told us a lot about this group uh, of men called F3. You can find out more about F3 at f3nation.com. We appreciate Brian spending time with us today, and we hope that you'll join us for part two in our Faith and Fitness series. Thanks for listening. Training for Godliness is a podcast program of Spiritual Fitness Ministries of Greenwood, South Carolina. You can find our website at spiritualfitnessministries.com and our blog at chaplaingray.blogspot.com. Remember, His faithful love endures forever. Until next time, this is Chaplain Gray.